Welcome to Let's Talk About Leadership, Service, and Sisterhood, a podcast sponsored by California Rainbow. Founded in 1922, Rainbow is a premier service organization for young girls ages 8 to 21. In California, we have approximately 60 assemblies. These young leaders learn the importance of serving others and gaining lifelong sisterhood. Learn more at gocarainbow.org. Welcome back to the Let's Talk About Leadership, Service, and Sisterhood podcast, a California IORG production. I am joined today by Debbie Wells, who's the lead volunteer for the Build-A-Bear program at the Sacramento Shrine Hospital. And I have our hosts today of Ella and Maddie. And girls, you're going to talk to Debbie a little bit about the Shriners Hospitals and their 100-year anniversary. So let's get to it. So first off, we're just going to talk a little bit about what the Shriners Hospital is. So could you tell me when you were founded and why? Shriners Hospital was founded 100 years ago. June 16th, we will be celebrating our 100th anniversary. And the reason this hospital was founded, the hospital system, was to help children who were suffering at that point in time from a disease that most hospitals couldn't deal with, and that was polio. Since then, our hospital system covers so many different ailments and diseases and um, treatments that kids need from their from head to toe. And the Sacramento Hospital, where I work, is one of the lead hospitals in the system and they are a center of excellence. They can provide care for almost every single thing that a child needs to be treated for. And the blessing is for most families is, well, the blessing for all families is that these children get treated with absolutely no consideration for whether or not the families can pay. So they don't have to worry about whether or not that treatment is out of their um, service area for their insurance, that's not an issue. If they need to be transported, that's not an issue. We make sure they get there. And they have cutting edge wraparound care that's provided to them. That's amazing. So you had mentioned Sacramento, so obviously California, but where else are there Shriners hospitals? There are 22 hospitals within this system, and they range from all over the, all over the nation. We have Mexico City has one. We have um, California has two facilities, one in Sacramento, one in the LA area in Pasadena, Salt Lake City, um, Galveston, Portland, Seattle, sorry, not Seattle, um, Spokane. We have hospitals all over and they all, some have specialties. Some um, have a wide variety of what they can provide and they're all connected. So a child can be seen here in California. And if there's a specialist somewhere else within the system, they can contact them and have them on board to be able to provide the care that they need and to consult with them, as well as if necessary, transport them to another facility, especially when it comes to burn children who are burn victims or cleft palate, um, many, many different um, ailments that these children may have, 
we, they can and do transport them quickly to get them to the most experienced and the um, best facility available to that child. That, that's really something. I really like that. So earlier you were mentioning like that families don't have to worry about whether or not they're actually able to afford it. So how is the Shriner Hospital funded? Shriner's Hospital has an endowment, which is like donations that are made to them through um, families. Um, when loved ones pass away, they provide this money from, for the hospital to continue care. They have um, corporate investments. Um, people come and that are belong to corporations um, and they make donations. It's a 501 corporation. So they do have um, a lot of, of people willing to and wanting to support the facilities so that all children are able to be treated that are there. Um, there are a number of private donations as well as from companies. And in, in the aspect of my job, sending thank you letters out to the donors who have made contributions, they're, they're as small as a few dollars up to hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars that people donate in order to make sure that what is needed and what the children should have can be provided and the parents don't have to worry about it at all. So obviously this is a very special hospital since so many people want to support it. What makes Shriners different? What sets you guys apart from the other organizations like this? One of the biggest things that sets Shriners children's medical uh, treatment apart is that they look at the whole child, they look at the whole family, and they do what is best for that child and they make sure that the parents and the family members are up to date and understand everything that's happening. The children that are treated in our facility throughout the whole healthcare system for Shriners have a, a group of, of clinicians and social workers and teachers and child life specialists, people that are there that want to help them in every aspect of their care and treatment. There's a schoolhouse set up at our Sacramento hospital. So these kids never fall behind in their, their school. The, the physical therapy is and, and occupational therapy that these kids need for their sports medicine or for when they're hurt in a, an accident um, where they have to relearn how to do things such as walk or right, or even standing up for some of these kids can be very difficult. And everyone who's there, they put that child as the, as the main focus of their job. They make sure that that child knows they are the most important thing to them that day. And it, whether they're there for an hour or whether they're there for, as an inpatient for weeks or months, those kids know that they matter and that's what every person is there for. And they have the ability to learn how to also cope once they go home, once they're not at the hospital. So they have staff there that are, are able to 
talk with them about their concerns. If they have any um, questions about how to do something once they get home, they're shown how to do it before they even leave the facility. So they don't have to worry, but they also know they've got that connection that they can contact them again. They can call and say, I need some help. Tell me how to do this, or I forgot, how do I do this? And they're always there and available to them. And the kids are actually known to the staff that are there. When they walk through the door, they remember their names, they know who they are, and they make sure they are made to feel welcome, whether they're coming to get a new cast or they're coming for x-rays. They know why they're there and they know what they need to do. And they do the very best they can to make sure these children always have the treatment they need in a short amount of time so they're not made to wait for a long time if, if there's any way possible. Um, and they make sure they are made to feel like they, their progress, no matter how slow it may feel to the patient, but their progress is always celebrated because every little bit of progress they make is going to help them in the long run and help them live a more full and happy life so they can do whatever they want in it to the best of their ability. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm glad that children are able to go there and it actually feel like a safe place for them. I'm sure that makes going to the hospital way less scary for kids because I know normally it it can be really, really scary. I know in the past that Rainbow has done things for the Shriners Hospital. They've worked together, they've volunteered, and they've donated things to the Shriners Hospital. What's more about that? Some of the items that the, the girls within Rainbow have helped make or donate have been tied blankets or they've helped make pillowcases. We've had several groups throughout California Rainbow that have donated school supplies so that their schoolhouse always has what they need, um, arts and crafts supplies. And when they, when possible, um, they've brought in books and so their library is complete. So kids who, who want to and need to catch up on, on schoolwork, they can, but they also have a way to, sometimes reading is that escape that way for them to just sit back and relax and think of somewhere else that they might want to go as they get become older and and um, but they also do wonderful things like they collect toys for the holidays for the children mm -hmm. that because we do have children that, that are there over the holidays and it's a tough thing to not be at home so they collect toys and they, when their birthdays come, they also have a way to celebrate that birthday with this child and their family. Um, we have activities that take place during the um, holidays, such as a Halloween um, themed, they'll do a Halloween costume giveaway for the children. And these kids will, um, the, the Rainbow Girls and, and other young people will make donations so that these kids have holiday themed items for Halloween or um, they get they bring them in coloring pages sometimes and color books um, that are holiday themed so the kids have something that have that activity to do um, and they come Christmas caroling at at the facilities on a, at a lot of them which is amazing um, we recently had a group come through the Sacramento Hospital 
and they sang Christmas carols in Spanish. So our Spanish speaking kids um, actually got to feel like they were part of it, even if they couldn't understand the English version of the, the Christmas carol. And some of these things have happened very recently and because of COVID, some of them happened a while ago, but it doesn't mean it's, it's anything less just because it happened a while ago. Um, the kids that are there sometimes are coming back um, from the time they may start when they're young, an infant, and they may continue on until they age out of the system. So they get to know the people that are at that hospital and they get to feel like that's almost a second home for some of them because it's where they feel safe. It's where they know they're going to get great care. And the people are have become like family to them. So it's really a wonderful experience to watch these children as they progress and grow. And um, and even with the, the, the items that are volunteer, volunteer, sorry, that was me making a mistake, um, items that are donated, these children are so thankful for every single thing they get. And they absolutely love the idea of kids anywhere within the United States. But I've experienced watching them as they see kids from California that come in and make a donation or they send them cards at Valentine's Day or, or at Easter or at Halloween. It means a lot to them to know that someone is out there thinking of them and wanting to do something um, just for them, even though they don't know them. Yep. And it means a lot. It really does. And one of the nice, unique things about Shriners is that um, they do this for free for the kids. And girls, what have your assemblies done? Um, I know you each belong to different assemblies. What are some of the things your assemblies have done? So as we're getting to the end of this. In, sorry, I'll restart so there's no talking over each other. Okay. In my area, um, another assembly in my area, San Fernando Valley Assembly, and they have made blankets in the past for the Shriners Hospital. In my own assembly, we did a library-themed event and... We decided that we wanted to make a difference with this event. Not only was it fun, but it was also an act of service. And we collected books and stocked all the little libraries in our area. But we also took books to the Shriners Hospital because we know that not everyone sometimes wants to color. Sometimes a book is a way for people to escape. And I love that at that hospital, there's many different ways for the kids to just feel important because while they're taking care of their physical health they really need to take care of their mental health too because right. what's really pushing them through this hard time absolutely maddie did you have anything as we're getting toward the end here my assembly has made tie blankets for them and the girls find a lot of pride in doing so they love doing it they think it's a fun activity as well as a well a way to help out the people that even if they've never met them they care about them and right. so making those blankets means so much to the girls of my assembly it really does and ella i know you've got to rush off on us because you've got something going on but we can continue for a few more minutes um i just wanted to uh again thank you debbie for being here um, I can vouch for the fact that my own daughter was a patient from the time she was three until now she's almost 20. So she's just now aging out. And um, the work that Shriners does is amazing. And the work that you girls do and young people like you can do for this hospital are also amazing. Debbie, is there somewhere where people can contact if they want to do some sort of volunteer work for the Shriners hospitals? There is. Um... 
Shriners Children's in Northern California in Sacramento has um, a volunteer coordinator who um, actually puts together I, the jobs that are, are we need help with, with people who have offered to come into the hospital. If they go online um, to Shriners Children's Northern California, they can find a portal for the volunteer services and there is an online application that they can fill out and that gets reviewed and that, then they'll be contacted. We had a long um, time there because of COVID where they couldn't bring volunteers on board. And we are very thankful that that has been, that restriction has been lifted and they're now starting to accept more applications and um, then we'll be reviewing them and bringing people on board as they get approved to do so. Um, one thing I'd like to add is that as a former Rainbow Girl, I learned how to, and I live this life of service. You try very hard to do for others and you are taught how important that is. And that's continued on through my adulthood. And right now that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm there three days a week. I'm working um, as a volunteer and not everybody has that luxury that they can do that. Um, but after 35 years of, of working for a, a state agency, I have retired and now I get to go and do something that I'm very passionate about. And so if that's something you're interested in, whether it's with um, this type of an organization or something else that you have a passion in, that's exactly what you need to think about doing. It will bring you joy and it will bring you peace and you will find a, a way to give back when you aren't really sure how to do that. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to do so. And Absolutely. You... Well, speaking of that, we just uh, lost Maddie. Unfortunately, I think her computer locked up on her, but um, she's oh, coming back here. Here she is. I was going to have Maddie um, ask you a little bit about uh, some of our, some of the patients that have returned, uh, you know, the girls that have gone on, you know, girls and boys that have gone on to join youth, our, our Masonic youth groups and then come back and ended up working for him. And I think you touched on that with yourself. Maddie, did you have some more questions about um, the community aspect? So how did you find out about the hospital and what really made you want to do more work for the hospital? As a young person, I had a family member who was a patient when the hospital was still located in San Francisco. And so I've always known about Shriners hospitals, but I didn't really know exactly what they did or how much they did actually. Um, as I got older and the hospital moved from the Bay Area to Sacramento, which is in my backyard, um, I became very concerned about the fact that there wasn't a lot of ways for me to help. At least that's what I thought. And then I contacted the hospital and let them know as I was a mother advisor, I wanted to know what my girls could do, what I could do also to help. And they gave us many ideas, some of the same ones that you and some of the other girls have done, the tied blankets, um, donations of books, things like that. And I never really lost that. I always thought about it a lot. What else can I do? And I became, um, after many years, 
um, when I retired, I had time on my hands. So I contacted them and said, this is something I would like to do. And they have openings in many, many areas of the hospital. But the one that really grabbed my attention and my passion was a program that is now a national program. So it's in all the facilities. Um, and it is a Build-A-Bear Buddy program. So people can and corporations can make a donation so that Build-A-Bear creatures, any of them that they make, can be donated to a um, hospital mm -hmm. or facility within Shriners Children. And then, then what we do is, and this is what I do, then we have a schedule um, where the children get to pick the time and day they want to come up. It's something they have control over, which doesn't happen with a lot of the situations at the hospital. They're pretty much told when they need to be there. Well, for this program, the kids get to come up to where I work and they get to shop at a kiosk. We have a cart that looks like the kiosks in the malls and they get to pick out which animal they like. Um, sometimes we have clothing that had for the Build-A-Bear um, animals. So, and we have a group of sewers that make um, receiving blankets for these animals also that are donated. So the kids get to come up on their schedule when they feel like they want to, and they get to pick out their own buddy that is theirs to keep forever and always. They get to pick clothes mm -hmm. for it and they get to pick a blanket. And this is something they have total control over. Even the parents, when they come up and say, oh, wouldn't you love to get, and they give me that look, and they go, well, I kind of would rather have, and that's where I get to say, and that's your choice, and this is one of the things these kids really get to have a choice about, no matter what else is going on in their life or how busy they get, and as young people know, sometimes you don't get a lot of choices, so anytime I can give them that opportunity and help them find some happiness, uh, I'm going to do it. And that's why I am so passionate about this. This is a program that Build-A-Bear is sponsoring. And so they are providing um, donations of these plush animals. So the kids get to do it, as well as other people who are making donations. Several of the Masonic affiliated groups are. And we've had private, private people who want to make a donation also. But the very first time you see a child walk up there and see 20 or 30 different stuffed animals and know they get to pick what they want. It is just amazing. Their eyes light up. They are so excited. And no matter what kind of day you're having, you cannot have a bad day after that. Everything just changes. It's just, and it's my passion. I love it. And I love to watch them and hear their stories about what they're going to name it and um, they're bringing it with them every time they come back or where they want to take it to. It's amazing to see them brighten and find some joy and see that there's hope for them to get to have the fun things. Take it to a, I heard recently that one of the kids wanted to take it to their brother's basketball game. And that's yeah. one of the things that happens at the hospital. Um, that helps bring these kids joy. There's many programs that they have, uh, music therapy, pet therapy, um, art therapy, there's all kinds of things. But this one is kind of just for each one of these kids individually. They get to pick it, they get to 
have all the choice and it definitely does make a difference um, especially if they're scared if they're getting ready for a procedure or they're going to have surgery it's amazing to watch them take this stuffed animal wrap it in their arms around it and they just smile because they know that's their right. budget so how often do you see like parents or family members of past patients coming back to volunteer for the hospitals? Actually, there's a lot of past patient parents as well as past patients who come in and they volunteer. Um, and I see some of them on, you know, at least once or twice a week. Um, and with my involvement with the shrine, ha having been the first lady of um, the Sacramento Ben Ali Temple. Um, I know people from all over the United States who have been in that situation and they still come in and do everything they can to help these kids out. Aw, that's so sweet. You really have to like take time to appreciate the people who are willing to help out. Well, thank you. They, there are people that put a lot of time and effort into helping these kids but they don't see it as work. They actually see it as an extension of their love for these kids and for the youth. And they, I think, feel the same way I do, that if they can make one child happy, if they can bring joy to a family who is going through some really tough times, that that's what they're there for. And I know because of the Shriners I know, and from way back when you start reading the history of Shriners as an organization, that's exactly what these gentlemen wanted to do, was to make life easier for the children and their parents. And all of the girls that help with this are part of that. Even if they don't realize it as they're doing it, they are part of it. As the commercial says, love to the rescue. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Debbie and Maddie. And I know Ella had to drop out early, but you know, thank you to Ella as well. This has been an amazing podcast. And I can't wait to see what the next 100 years does for Shriners Hospitals. Um, as a parent of a patient and as one of these girls that has volunteered and come back to volunteer, I know both Maddie and I are extremely grateful for you and for all the work you do for the hospital and that the hospital does for all of us. Um, once again, we'll drop a couple of links at the end of this podcast on the video for those who are interested. Otherwise, um, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate being able to come and be on the podcast with all of you. Thank you.